What's up, everybody? JF here, doing my YouTube intro. I think it sounds really good. Um, I'm ready for a big uh, scandal, so I look forward to that. Um, this week on YKS, we're going to unlock an episode from behind the paywall, the YKS Premium uh, Paywall. Hey, it's like that big dragon came through and smashed it up or whatever, and then I guess it doesn't really matter uh, a couple episodes after that because you're you're thinking about other stuff. Um, but we're going to do that with the YKS Premium Wall. We're going to knock it down, and we're going to bring one out from behind it for your enjoyment. Uh, so what it is, is it's part two of the YKS jump into the Nick DiPaolo YouTube special, A Breath of Fresh Air. Now we're joined by uh, Street Fights, Murder Brian, Brian Quimby, uh, to, I don't want to say analyze, that makes it sound like we gave it too much credit, but we listen to it, uh, we riff on it, we talk a lot about Brian's uh, stand-up comedy history, which is cool, it's, it's a lot of stuff I didn't know about. Uh, we get his perspective on Nick DiPaolo, which, as you might imagine, is uh, not too good. Um, and speaking of not too good, the content in Nick DiPaolo special is is pretty rough around the edges, and you might find it pretty offensive. Uh, we sure did, and it sucks as well. So just giving you a heads up there, um, you you might need a freaking safe space, is, is probably what Nick DiPaolo would say. And what I would say is, I guess just don't have your kids in the room when he's talking about all his nasty stuff and just being a real uh, big turd. So, anyways, hope you enjoy uh, this, and if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, head on over to patreon.com slash yourkickstartersucks, sign up, you know the deal, get all the good episodes over there, um, and support our friend Brian uh, at Street Fight Radio as well, another great show for your listening pleasure. All right, thanks guys, see ya. When you go to the store and there's not enough products, so you make a Kickstarter and your Kickstarter sucks. Your Kickstarter sucks. Hey everybody, welcome to YKS Premium. Um, we're just kind of back at it again, nose to the grindstone. We're still grinding. We're still going to get the bread. Um, <laughs> another day, another dollar, and we don't roll out of bed uh, for less than um, our share that Patreon gives us of the $5, which is not the full amount, and of course, moving forward, it will be less. So we want to thank our benefactors at Patreon for keeping our best interest in mind. Um, and making sure that the app works as badly as possible for all you guys. So, um, at any rate, thanks for uh, listening. Uh, Mike is here. Uh, hello, Mike. Hi. Hey, hey, uh, hey, what's up, man? Coming in with that Mike energy straight off the motherfucking top rope. Mike Hale. Uh, uh, yeah. We've got a good one, Mike. We've got, uh, it's not often that people do sequels to podcasts. Um Yeah. And it's not often that they uh, do sequels to podcasts and then sort of abandon um, a central uh, premise um, of the previous uh, uh, entry in the series. Of course, I'm talking about our friend Chris James is not with us this week. Uh, yes, Chris, okay, yeah. Chris, yeah, well, he died, but he died on the way to the bank to get to open up his safety deposit box to grab out about three to four K for the big joke. 
that we were pitching him last week. Um, I don't even remember what the joke was, but hey, you keep talking about it. Everybody keeps talking about it. We'll the get joke, into it. You know, listen. He's, <laughs> you don't remember either, dude. Once he hears it again, I think he'll, um, he'll, he'll kind of grease the skids there and get back into it. Uh, but we did want to jump back into a breath of fresh air with Nick DiPaolo, because as much fun as we had with it last week, we only got through, I think, maybe like eight minutes on the front end and like one minute on the back end. Um, and we thought, who better to do that with uh, than our friend uh, Murder Brian on Twitter, Brian Quinby of Street Fight Radio. Hello, Brian. Hey guys, how are you? I loved the show last week. I I like I was so excited to hear you guys make fun of an actual comedian instead <laughs> of like all comedians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy is different. I mean, in the past, of course, we've done you know our joke blogger segment is sort of the people. I don't want to say on the way up, but if you had to place them somewhere on the spectrum, it would be, they'd be on the come up. Whereas Nick DiPaolo is very much like, he's cratering a little bit, maybe is the way to put Nick DiPaolo. I mean, he looks real bad. I, I think the the best thing about the people, like it, it wasn't the kind of backlash he wanted. It was people ridiculing him. And I don't yeah. think those guys can handle that at all. Yeah. He did, he did not handle that very well on on his uh he was on the Twitter there and he he got uh, all these people were making fun of it. He just did not handle it. Just ignore it. That's all he, I mean, but he just doesn't and I don't know. Right. And they get they I mean, I'm a guy with really thin skin, but I'll just shut the fucking app down and yeah. just walk away from it. I like I can't handle being made fun of or whatever and then I won't look at it. But this guy like they can't shut the app down and, and like they want somebody to say oh these snowflakes are all offended by my thing and people are like no nah, it just sucks you know <laughs> yeah yeah he, he sort of set a trap for himself um in that sense and i mean i guess i i should acknowledge like to be fair and I, i'm not trying to give this guy any bigger fucking straw out of the draw here but it is it is a lot easier to criticize these guys um and that that's not an excuse for how bad his material is or how offensive it is. Um, but it is just sort of an acknowledgement like, hey, it is, uh, man, it's so much better to be doing this than to be uh, doing that and having to go up there and uh, make a joke. And like, I mean, he's, he's, he's really got like several minutes on cigarettes. We're going to come into, he didn't finish the cigarette <laughs> bit from last week. We're going to come into the cigarette bit right now. So, I mean, imagine writing that many minutes of, of smoking material. I quit. I, like I went when I did stand up for six months, but stand up in Columbus, Ohio, is not really great. Yeah. Like you're you're performing for twenty other comedians that hate you, right? So <laughs> like it was mostly like you'd tell a joke, and then a bunch of guys would look at you with their arms crossed <laughs> in the audience, and then you would tell another joke, and you never really knew where it was going. Uh, and I hated, I hated like doing it. I hated making jokes and I hated telling the jokes over and over again. I like like a more conversational thing. Yes. So like, there's a part of me that says like, well, you know, what he's doing is I guess somewhat impressive. But then I listened to that nine minutes you guys played and I was like, this is like not really that impressive at all. It sounds like my father, it's like my father-in-law is like one of these Trump guys. And it's basically what he yells at me when I go over there for like a holiday or something like that. Yeah. It's very, it's very different. Like stand up is, uh, it's hard to me cause I can't get up in front of people. I don't like to be looked at or acknowledged or, 
anything like that. But if you, I think it's a, if you got the guts to get up and do it, you know, I think that's admirable. It's a lot better than of course, being a Twitter guy and just posting dumb jokes all day. And then you get a bunch of followers for it. There's no fucking, yeah, nobody if, likes that, you know? Yeah. There, <laughs> there definitely is a type of person for, for whom you just want to say like, Hey, just fucking go do, just go do the thing that you're trying to do because this is not, yeah. This is not your thing posting the jokes on here. That's not going anywhere. Just go do the thing and find <laughs> out whether you like fucking love it or whether you fucking hate it. And then you can move on and go work at a bank or something. Like you can just just get it out of your system if you want to do the little jokies and stuff, you know? I don't know. That's how I mean I I sort of feel like we went and did we did the stand up so that we could figure out if what we were doing was funny. It right. was it was kind of like I'm going to go stand in front of people if they laugh at me while I do it here then I guess maybe that means people online will laugh at it and it'll work out and it did like 6 years later. It all worked out when my friends had a very successful podcast <laughs> and told people to listen to mine. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. I you know the stand up stuff to me is like I I I I'm the same way uh, with Mike and and I I couldn't even come close to to trying it out for six months. I never would do it despite despite as a kid like being told, hey, maybe when you grow up you can do this because you, you know like you're fun like your kid funny like you're funny in a classroom, um and like at that point and maybe just with that level of imagination, there's no way to figure out how to make a living out of being a funny like affable person other than doing stand up, you know. Yeah, um, and it's a hell world for I. I hate to say hell world on this show. Now I feel like a fucking, geek. but like it fucking sucks if you are. I guess like the stand up world that I was in, which I wasn't there long enough to make a lot of friends or anything, and there seemed to be a lot of like uh, people that hated our guts because we weren't kind of doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't tell jokes about jerking off and stuff like that and farting and yeah. shit like yeah. and or and I don't do jokes about like socialism or anything either. But I do jokes about like everyday life or like going to a payday advance place and shit like that. And it's kind of fucking depressing. Right. And like those people hated our guts. And I yeah. and, and like it felt so fucking weird to go up there. They there would be 22 comedians. Oh, man. On an open <laughs> mic night. And they would put me at number two and Brett at number 22. Because <laughs> <laughs> they knew we were together. That sucks. Just to keep an audience there. Just so there were two guys in the audience. That's amazing. I, uh, I went to go see some stand-up when I lived in Columbus, Brian, and uh, I, the, it was the worst fucking shit I've ever seen in my life. I I don't remember where it was and what venue it was, but uh, the one of the guys who was doing the stand-up told this really long, meandering joke about how his neighbor was going out of town, and he uh, was, like, dog-sitting his neighbor's dog, and then he fucked the dog. Oh God! And there wasn't even like a, a oh. joke there. It was just like uh, everybody was just very visibly uncomfortable in the audience. That I mean, me and Brett one night, the night we quit was we were sitting in the bar where we were waiting to. One of us was waiting to go on stage, and this guy came in that looked he was like probably fifty, I would say, or forty five or something like that, and he did a whole bit. His whole entire five minute bit was about eating at like a a, um, a hibachi restaurant, okay. and he was doing like the most offensive like, <laughs> impressions and shit. And yeah. I was just like, I don't, I can't do this anymore. This isn't even working for me. Yeah, just to be able, I mean, forget the time investment and the like, putting yourself out there, the potential embarrassment, the pittance in payment, you know, if any. 
But like honestly, just the just the the blood, sweat, and tears you pay into having to watch other guys who suck shit would be like so. Like if you had to do that for any other job, you would never do it. If you had to like, uh, if you if in order to work at the grocery store, you had to watch the worst bagger in the whole world go up there and fucking bag groceries for an hour at a time, you'd blow your brains out. You'd never make the big leagues. Right, and it's five fucking. It's four to five hours of. Oh it. my it's, god! It's it was it started at nine and went to two in the morning. <laughs> so, it's like who even wants? Who's even here for this? And most of the time, when you're doing open mic local comedy, yeah. you're just assaulting a bar with, like a bunch of people go to a bar. I I recently saw a guy that was is still doing stand up in the city that was around when me and Brett were we're doing it and he put up a facebook invite for a surprise he called it a surprise uh open mic night at a bar in the suburbs not in like downtown in the suburbs oh. and i sent it to it, first of all zero interested there yeah. were <laughs> on the invite it had zero interested zero attending and eight moderators <laughs> and, <laughs> And I was just like, can you like who is this for? And Brett was like, who who what is the surprise? And I said, it's for the poor people that go to the bar after work to drink, and some fucking guy is screaming jokes at their face about like Mr. Belvedere or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, the 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 stand up is I mean, it really is like it's it's a two way street. It's like a call and response, you know, like you say the joke, you get the response. And for me, I mean, part of why I like podcasting, at least the part where I talk into the microphone, is I've always wanted to just do the thing where I, I, I think that I think the dream for me, for someone like me who doesn't care to interact, whether it's good or bad, and that doesn't mean I don't like talking to people who like to listen to the show. It just means it makes me deeply uncomfortable to hear feedback about it, whether it's good or bad. Um, I just I can't do it. I don't have the ego for it, and I'm I'm too fearful of like of fucking up what like very little I understand of what I'm doing in the first place. But like the, I would just love to just get into the studio and talk into the microphone for three to four hours every morning during drive time and then go home and never fucking think about anything you said ever again. Like the, just, you just puke, you just puke your shit into the microphone and you got somebody behind the glass that they, they kind of like gyrate in a good way. Like, you know, you said <laughs> something that connected, they just kind of like wiggle themselves a little bit and then you fucking, you you go home and you work for Sirius and you make eighty million dollars a year or whatever the fuck they do over there, you know. That yeah, that, I mean that was sort of the dream at the beginning was like okay maybe if we get big in some way then the hard rock radio radio station in town will hire us yeah, <laughs> and, which is fun the Blitz it, it's ninety nine seven the Blitz here <laughs> would be the station Hell but yeah. there I mean that whole thing is fucking dead. Anyway, you know, like all the only shock jock left is Howard Stern. I I think mm-hmm. I, Bubba the Love Sponge is still doing shit, and Man Cow was in the Death Wish movie, but like a lot of that stuff has died anyway. So, like, I just I like talking. I like do, I like the more conversational tone, and I don't mind meeting the listeners. We do live shows. Con, we're like on tour all the fucking time, right? But uh, it's it's like that is. That's not stand up at all. That crowd is so ready to fucking go when we get on stage. It's, you know, you can do like inside jokes and shit. You can like, I can just be like, oh, like the flat earth and get like a huge 
pop from the crowd. So I, I, like, I don't even consider what we do stand up anymore. It's just two guys. I I don't know. I like the live stuff and I like performing in front of people. I just don't want to do the same material over and over again. And I, it like growing up with stand, I didn't want to be a stand up because like I hated hearing guys set up jokes. This is one of my favorite <laughs> things you guys do, where you hear a guy being like, you know, speaking of this, and you're like, you're the you're the only motherfucker talking, man. <laughs> I always thought that. I always thought that was fucking corny too, and so because there, there's no like a, when they have somebody says like a bad segue into something or just out of nowhere, it's like. uh you just thought of that and you're trying to work it into a fucking conversation. It's so transparent. Have you seen the, the Andy Daly bit where he does nothing but the segues and non sequiturs for like 10 fucking minutes? Have you ever seen this? <laughs> I have. I have. It's that, so that good. Was, yeah. Yeah. Cause like dudes, it's, it's really funny to watch open mic guys do it because <laughs> like nobody in the, nobody's paying fucking attention and they'll like start doing crowd work. And it's like, who are you even fucking talking to? There's yeah. like two people drinking at the bar. You're like, this guy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> He has to turn around and look at you because he wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, that it's just I think it's a sad like stand up is this thing that like even the stand ups are doing live podcasts now. And right. I think it's this thing that just I think it's an old thing that people don't really respond to in the same way anymore unless it's like great, you sure. know? Yeah. Oh, I can fucking see the the appeal of doing like uh I mean there are very few like I'm not going to know any of the 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 interesting like uh up and coming or groundbreaking or cool or, or alternative even stand-ups um but I fu- I know that when I fucking put on the John Mulaney uh stand-up when I put on one of his specials it's going to be the like the tightest joke writing that you've ever fucking heard the guy doesn't waste a single word and yet he sounds like he's he doesn't sound like he's fucking like a weird puppet guy. He doesn't sound like he, he just sounds like he's talking to you. And yet all of it fucking hits like every, everything he's supposed to hit. So like, I, th- I would love to be like wearing a suit and like fucking killing an arena like John Mulaney and they're hanging on my every word. And I'm like, maybe six to 145 pounds or whatever the fuck he is. You know, I'd love to be that fucking guy and go on SNL and everyone's like, Hey, is Pete Davidson's friend is here. And whatever the fuck his thing is, you know? But other than that, it does seem like it's just that like the twilight zone episode, the, the, the new twilight zone that came out with the first one they did was the comic. And it was like, it, it captured that really well. I thought just the, the guy just like slumped over at the bar, like, well, another, day of saying you know my girlfriend left me or whatever the fuck you know yeah what you go to like in columbus the highest level of stand-up is the funny bone which is in a mall in the suburbs and like i i remember talking to brett early on and was like whoa man wouldn't it be crazy to play at the funny bone and he was like when you when you stand at the funny bone the other side of the wall is the buckle Cause it's in, it's in a mall that it's the store, the buckle oh. that sells those ugly fucking jeans, <laughs> <laughs> the bad <laughs> jeans store. Yeah. And somebody was like, uh, and then I found out, I was like, so how do you get on at the funny bone? How do you get in at the funny bone? And a guy told me you have to do stand up in front of one fucking guy that doesn't laugh. And he decides if you're good enough to perform at the funny bone. And I okay. said, well, fuck oh, this. 
You know, I'm not good, doing yeah. it. It's some guy from Columbus, Ohio that owns a cheese stick restaurant. <laughs> so he's, <laughs> he's got his little Lorne Michaels fiefdom where he's like, all right, <laughs> dance or whatever the fuck. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You get five minutes opening for like fucking Jim Florentine or Jay Medicine Hat or something like <laughs> that. <laughs> well, though, you, you were talking about shock jocks a second ago. We, we talked about shock jocks a little bit. Uh, when we when we did this with Chris and how I I sort of said you know I have like an arm's length appreciation for some of them and that's not an endorsement of them at all because I think in order to do that you really do have to be like a very specific breed of psycho like you really have to be nuts to think you can go and do fifteen to twenty hours of talking into a microphone every week um, and then you you have to have the chutzpah to like die on literally every hill when someone says, Hey man, yesterday you fucking said this about whatever. And you have to be like, I meant that I swear it on my life. (laughs) This is my whole, I'll never take anything back. I've ever said, you know, like, like, like Bill Simmons. I know when he worked at ESPN and maybe even after, um, he was big friends with Colin Cowherd, who to me is like, he is a shock jock, even though it's sports, right? I, I would say that, yeah. He still is, right? And because Man Cow was sports too for a while. I don't know if he how much of that was exclusive for Man Cow, but um, you know, Colin Cowherd, the guy who said that John Wall is never he's never going to amount to anything or, or whatever his phrase was because because John Wall didn't have a father figure in his life and he was doing the Dougie and that was bad for the team and all that. just pure just pure psycho shit. Um, but Bill Simmons, I remember said one time about Colin Cowherd in his defense, like. Hey, you know what? It's hard to get up there and talk for four hours straight by yourself. Like, I mean, that's a skill right there. And um, I think, like, he was uh, he was whitewashing some of the dumb shit that Coward had said. But that is true. Like, it is a skill to be able to do that, right? Right. I'm I'm listening to I'm doing a shock jock series for our Patreon, and I'm listening to like so I picked five: mm-hmm. Howard Stern, Opie and Anthony, Man Cow, Bubba the Love Sponge, and Tom Likas. Are the right. five that I fic- okay. picked, and uh, I'm on Bubba the Love Sponge. I just listened to, like, the thing that was crazy to me is I just finished listening to a 10-hour YouTube video of Opie and Anthony's breakup, basically. It was 10 hours oh. of just that show breaking up and those guys <laughs> talking shit to each other. And, like, I was reading about it, and they hated each other from 1999 till anthony got fired in like 2013 or some shit like that like they just sat in a room and hated each other and did a fucking show together <laughs> like that for that long and it just like i like i listened to a lot of their run that them and howard stern i kind of i came up like listening to that stuff because i'm 40 and it was all there really was and like opie and anthony for me like they demystified comic comedy in a way because they would have comics in and they would talk about making comedy and and they make fun of each other and they all came off kind of better on that show than they did with their stand-up specials yeah but but they also like so much of their stuff sucks right. you know? <laughs> like there was a there was a part where one of them was like i just didn't feel opie i'll say this said i don't feel like we have the chemistry and then a clip about an hour later was anthony responding to that and saying what does he mean chemistry what is this like gay stuff and i was like what? <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> i don't even know like 
<laughs> what he said that was so bad. You're working with another guy. You're going to have to have chemistry, you know? That rocks. Working with another <laughs> guy, like, ooh, kind of kind of sus, dude. <laughs> what a psychopath. <laughs> I know. He's fucking, they're all, I think it's just a kind of guy that's gone now. Or, yeah. or like, Nick DiPaolo is like this, too. It was funny listening to the Opie and Anthony 10 hour breakdown there was like five times where uh jim norton mm-hmm. would would say like nick DiPaolo, man he's a fucking genius he's one of the greatest to ever live he, he'll fucking just throw something funny out there out of nowhere and i started listening to this right after i listened to your show yeah. where you listen to nick DiPaolo, and i was like he doesn't like sound nothing he said has been funny no but he says it in a way where if you just swapped out all of the words you could see why someone would find it uh, funny because he's got that it's the comedic delivery and he, he's got a fucking I mean, he, I don't like using this word. He's got a brand, you know, he's just he's yelling. He's sweaty. He's sarcastic. He's a real son of a bitch who will tell you how it is, you know. So imagine if there was like something to tell, like it would almost be enjoyable. But he just can't. He just got nothing. Like he doesn't have anything to say anymore, I guess, you know. And you guys were making fun of the uh, sitting around the table at the comedy cellar thing. <laughs> and like that shit is so embarrassing to me. Like that, I, I remember when Jerry Seinfeld, Ricky Gervais, Chris Rock and Louis C.K. sat in a room yeah. and like talked about comedy. And as cool. soon as I saw that, I was so fucking embarrassed. Like it was just like <laughs> it's the same thing with the. it's kind of the same as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's ever yeah. since like. Mark Marin came out and started doing his thing and they all started feeling like they were like warriors for free speech. <laughs> <laughs> it became so fucking embarrassing to like, Oh God, you guys are like really feel important. Like you're like a, a pillar of democracy or something. And it's really embarrassing to me. Yeah. Seinfeld retroactively became less funny. Uh, just just from him being in the room, even though he seemed like maybe one of the only he seemed like the only guy in that room Seinfeld did that was maybe not like completely insane at that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get dragged for saying Seinfeld's not nuts because he dated like a teenager or whatever the fuck. But in that in that room, when they were talking, they had the big N word discussion that people pulled out. <laughs> Uh, recently, Let's, we should we should have that discussion. Let's well, we only it. have Let's three guys. Our... That's the only. We... <laughs> oh, okay. We only have three, <laughs> three guys. Um, I'll call Chris Rock and see if I can get him to come in. But, but like he was the only guy who was like, well, I don't know. Maybe it's not good to say the n word or whatever. Um, but the other guys were like, yeah, n n n, like they were like <laughs> chanting it and stuff. What a weird clip to surface, and it wasn't from like 1980 either. It was very recent. Yeah, I mean, it's so weird to hear, like, we just played a clip from Joe Biden talking about how he went to the black community and and, and told them all that men should not be ashamed to wear condoms. Yeah. And I was like, this is, it was from 2007. Unreal. And I'm just like, God, holy <laughs> shit. Like, I thought shit started to change. You know, in my mind, shit started to change in like 2002 or something like that. But it really, we're like four years into shit like actually changing yeah. you know yeah <laughs> so bizarre and i went in and i put the condoms on them myself and i rolled the condoms down <laughs> first i did it the wrong way because you put it the wrong way at first it's like a usb cable then you flip it over and some of it's on your hands but it goes down and anyways so he's got my he vote. did he did do a stand-up comedy thing where he's like hey look i got tested for aids barack yes. over there got tested for aids and i was like what the fuck 
is yeah, going what on are you here? doing? Going into his AIDS material? <laughs> yeah. And I don't... Well, I, you had, you I, had to have that in the early... In the, 2000s, 2000, <laughs> 2010, you needed in like an AIDS material. I actually got a cake. <laughs> My birthday cake one year was congratulations, you've got AIDS. Like somebody got it for me as a joke. <laughs> and I thought it was the funniest thing that ever happened. <laughs> it probably was. That's pretty. I mean, in 2006, it was. That's pretty good. A joke cake <laughs> is good. Um, well, we so uh, we got to get into Nick DiPaolo at some point because uh, we've got to get through. Hey, we've got to somehow get through eight minutes of Nick DiPaolo material. And I just and now that we you know we're I don't know if we're going to have time to do eight minutes of his material, but I want to catch <laughs> I want to catch people up on where we were, where we left off uh, last week. Um, so Brian, you heard it. It's he's in the middle of his cigarette bit where he's talking about how he took up smoking basically to piss people off and look cool and accelerate his own death because he's depressed, I think. Um, but also, he's trying to quit. So he kind of does both sides of the coin there, which is very smart. That way you don't have to have a coherent, uh, you don't have to have a coherent point of view in your set, in your set at all. Um, and he's just gotten done talking. He's just made fun of e-cigarettes because uh, if you if you recall... If you puff on an e-cigarette, um, vapor is released, and you could cook vegetables with it. So that's where we oh, just shit. yeah. And you remember Mike is Mike is laughing. You remember this, Mike? <laughs> yeah. So he's just gotten done with that, but I I skipped ahead a little bit. I did hear we're still on smoking. So let's um let's let's make sure the levels are coming in good on him, and then let's listen to some more smoking stuff from Nick DiPaolo. Here we go. You know why I smoke? It draws attention, just like doing comedy. It's like having a mic in your hand. Take a cigarette, everybody's staring at it like a psycho. I get off a plane in, in Buffalo, I go outside of the airport, the whole sidewalk, there's no smoking signs until you get to the end. Then I have Dave, that's a little glass booth for smokers, it looks like a bus stop. I'm in there at seven in the morning by myself, and there's like 10 people looking in watching me. I felt like a fucking polar bear. <laughs> Smokey the bear. <laughs> he was miming smoking during that. I don't know if you. Yeah. He was yeah. pretending I hadn't, to smoke. I hadn't seen him yet. So, <laughs> like, I just couldn't stop smiling from just seeing his face. <laughs> He's very red. He's very red at this point in the show. He, he seems like he might have got surgery. I think it's possible. He, his face is very yeah. smooth to me. <laughs> He's got a very smooth forehead. I'm jealous of the forehead. My forehead is not that smooth. I've got a lot of I've got thinking me. I'm thinking too much and I'm <laughs> I'm doing my eyebrows too much, you know. But this guy, he's just smooth up there. He's nice. He's got a nice skim coat on his forehead that looks great. I do I'll tell you this. One thing I know about Opie and Anthony is Anthony did very publicly get hair plugs. Oh. So I think none of these guys are like opposed to getting like hair plugs or surgery or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. And what is, so what is hair hair plugs? Does that come out of you somewhere and go somewhere else? Or is that just, is that from like a farm? What do they, how do they do that? I th- I think they sew hair into your head, but he claims it's natural hair and that they uh-huh. make it grow again. But it's like, who, who, I don't know. I would never do it. I'm bald. And I just was like, well, I'll just start wearing hats. Yeah. We look good in that. I mean, it's real hair. It's real hair. I'm trying to defend it. <laughs> 
You can, yeah. Mike, you can fucking joke about this because you'll never have this problem. This is that's why it's okay yeah. for you to joke about. I'm going to have this problem very soon where I have to make the call on what I'm going to fucking do with my dome, and I don't know, I don't know where I'm going to land. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with myself, you know? Start wearing uh, these wigs, man. Just get fucking kind of cool wigs. Why wouldn't you wear, like, a cool wig, like a different hat you can put on? Just fucking put a wig on. And walk around. And somebody's like, "Oh, did, weren't you? Weren't you wearing like a red uh, ha- hair yesterday?" Yes, I was. What's a, what the fuck is it to you? I'm, I got different wigs. Well, if you thought this was such a fucking good idea, you'd be wearing the wig because you don't have to be bald to wear a fucking wig. You can just wear a wig. Moving on to the next. I, <laughs> two pays. I, I I'm so bald now that I I like admire everybody that has hair. Like if somebody has like I. I see a guy with like long hair and be like, oh man. Yeah. Like I never got the chance to grow. I never had long hair in my life. Even when I could grow my hair, I shaved my head. Oh. Which you would think is like, oh, so I'm just used to shaving my head. It's all fine. You know, I had, but it's not because now I wish I would have had like a white guy dreadlocks period. Yeah. Like a, <laughs> like a long hair, like just like Guns and Roses sort of thing. But I'd never had the opportunity. But, uh, my wife just told me that her grandfather wore a toupee and I, I oh. just was like, uh, I, I mean, I would, I can't imagine like a reason for doing it, but now I want to try one on. It's, it became, it was such a joke for a while that now I, there's legit, there's like no information about it. Like, Oh, it's fucking toupee, <laughs> like snatch the guy's toupee, whatever. Now I want to know how does it fucking work? What is it? What are my options? What are my, what can I do? You know, I want to know all the shit about it now. Cause it just, it was, we threw, we threw it away. Like it was trash. That's a pe- That's a part of our culture. Damn it! You know, <laughs> they, they were fucking b- planting buttons in people's heads, yeah, weren't they? I guess. Like, <laughs> there was a fucking wig store in the mall when I when I was growing up. Before, I mean, this was um, this was I guess during the first mall recession, or maybe like the third or whatever, where the mall very clearly should have been closed down, but uh, somehow hung on. You know, like uh, there was nothing good. There was nothing good in the mall ever. Obviously. But this was at the point of time where there was a Burger King in the mall, and it was weird. It was weird there was a Burger King there because they don't now the Burger Kings have the LCD menu screens and whatever the fuck. But back yeah. then it was like this is like a sit down fucking Burger King in the mall. Like that's not good, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. We had we had like a Wendy's one, and then like <sighs> we have a we have one we have a, a mall here that's dying, and like the. I, I just was recently there and they fucking closed the Starbucks in there and oh. now it's open back up and it's called Molly's coffee. And yes. I'm just like, this, this place is fucked. Yes. The store that moves in and just takes over the other thing and doesn't. Yes. That's the best changes, type of store. As little signage as possible. Oh man. <laughs> the circuit city closed down, but you know what? Eric's appliances moved in and I feel like maybe there won't be that big of a drop off. Like maybe it'll be just as good in some ways. <laughs> there was a place there was a place called Central Hardware where I grew up and when they closed the place just changed the the people that moved in just sold parts for like washers and dryers and called it we are so all they had to do was take <laughs> the letters off the building instead of doing anything perfect that's so good <laughs> that's really good all right, let's see what let's see what Nikki's got to say here. We know it kills you. We know it's bad for you. How should I take this? My wife's a smoker. She actually got me started on smoking a little bit. Okay, 
I come down the stairs the other morning, and there's a note on the kitchen table that says, I went grocery shopping, but I, but, I, but I left you this. It's a cigarette. Just want to say really quick, are you, Brian, are you able to pick up on all the flubs? Yeah, I went grocery shopping. Shopping. But, but I... But I <laughs> and a couple minutes ago, there was a cigarette out. He alighted just a cigarette out, which, I don't know, <laughs> that saves time. Um yeah, he's he's really stumbling over his. Uh, he seems like he's really on like the precipice of he's like sun, a health he's event. Sun, he's sundown. <laughs> P.S. I love you. <laughs> Might as well have left a fucking syringe with AIDS all over it. Stick stick this into the head of your cock. I'll be home with some fresh carrots that you'll need. <laughs> I don't really know what that was. At I don't all. follow that one. Um, stick the AIDS needle into your cock, okay? I'll be back with fresh carrots, which you'll need because you'll mm-hmm. be sick from AIDS. Like, carrots are good for AIDS. I usually yeah. reach for the chicken soup myself, but <laughs> when I get the AIDS, you know. Um, and it, it's not clear here whether the cig- is that his first cigarette or is that just well into his smoke? Because I'm not sure which one it is or which one would even be better. Yeah, I don't know. He says his wife got him into smoking or whatever, and maybe that's his first time. She's trying to get that Nick DiPaolo, that YouTube affiliate money from Nick DiPaolo. I guess. <laughs> Try to fucking get that tough crowd with Colin Quinn residuals <laughs> in her pocket. <laughs> uh, he is at, and I don't know if this is good anymore, and it, any any semblance of what I understood about YouTube is out the fucking window now. I just saw something today where... There's a 14-year-old girl on there. She's a freshman in high school, and she's got almost a million followers, and she's doing essentially like, um, like uh, what is the, uh, what's the thing I'm trying to think of here where it's like, uh, I mean, it's white nationalism, obviously, but there, there's like a, it's this very specific flavor of it, but she's like a, she's like a freshman in high school, and she's doing it. So YouTube is completely fucked. I don't know what's popular anymore, but Nick DiPaolo has 338,000 views on here. From May sixth, from a week ago, is that does that is that good? Is that a good amount? Do you think? I think that's bad. I mean, my my daughter just told me last week that she was following a woman who had five hundred thousand okay. subscribers on okay. her on her page, but she accidentally she she said the n word, and now she's down to two hundred fifty thousand. Oh wow, that's this a- is happening. Like every few weeks, my daughter will be like, "You know, my favorite YouTube person like just said the n word, and like now I have to unsubscribe." (laughs) All these, uh, all these YouTube people are just fucking wiling out. There was that pro Jared guy, you know, he was fucking that old lady, and she wasn't old, but uh, she's actually a stone cold fox, if I can say that. All right, settle down. I can take five minutes out here and just talk about her. (laughs) She is a goddamn dime. No, but uh, they're all crazy, all these guys on here. Yeah. yeah, it's these young kids, too. It's like this weird thing where, like, they start when they're 14. There's a family my daughter has been watching since she was six that are just famous. They're just famous touring people that don't, like, I, I took her to a show last year at the convention center where it was, like, her favorite woman. Her name's Annie LeBlanc, I believe. Mm-hmm. And she was on tour with a, a dude and a bunch of teenagers, and the tickets cost $65 each. Ah. And we went in, and a 
a procession of like 10 teens came out one by one and lip synced a popular pop song and then just walked off stage. Yes. And that was <laughs> the whole so fucking good. show. That was the whole thing. Nothing else happened on the show. And it, we were really just there to buy shampoo product because it was like a shampoo company sponsoring it. Wow. I've now I remember so seeing bad. something like that from a couple years ago, but I wonder if that's actually this is more like a genre and less like a one-off event, but it really was it was like a disaster. The one I'm thinking of was like they oversold and the fire marshal wasn't going to let it happen and parents were losing their minds. Was that that one or was this like just following in the footsteps of that? This was probably following in the footsteps of that. I mean, my daughter like only watches YouTube. She only I wow. I actually we went out to we went and stayed in a cabin in Kentucky that didn't have any internet service, and they had cable TV though. So we watched MTV Classic, and she was like making fun of the rap videos and stuff. Like, why are they on a jet ski? Man? Oh. What is this shit? <laughs> what's what's going on here? And I was like, it's not like a white lady sitting in a fucking office chair drinking a Starbucks and telling you about it, but it's like something. It's entertaining. Oh, you know? man. <laughs> These kids nowadays, you know. I know. They hate, they they can't understand entertainment values because they just watch people talk. I mean, it's like they've just been watching people talk talk to them, like other kids talk to them. I think it's good in a way. Because I, I, I think, like, the stuff I watched when I was a kid was, like, really cynical and made by adults and shit like that. And at least, I, I, I'm not saying this stuff isn't cynical and their parents aren't, like, pushing them to play with toys on camera and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, that's but not it's great. probably better. <laughs> yeah. My kid watches this, uh, I don't know, he watches all these guys, you know, on the, the he watches these Minecraft guys, you know, all these little freaks with, like, blue streaks in their hair and stuff. Uh, but I'm just, you know, kind of uh, trying to watch over his shoulder to make sure none of them are sneaking in. Any, oh, and hey, by the way, you know, uh, Muslims are coming into this country and <laughs> yeah. just fucking like taking a hard right turn. So you got to like. <laughs> yeah, I worry about her. Like, like I said, she, she'll be like, she unfollowed, like she unfollowed Logan Paul when he went and poked that dead guy in, in Japan. Nice. So like I, I trust her judgment so far. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And like I said, I was like watching Howard Stern when I was 14 and listening to Howard Stern. So like I it didn't fuck me up too bad, although I didn't get a career until I was 38 years old. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why. Yeah. I'm yeah. sort of sensitive that to that myself. Um, yeah. Was she fucking was she making fun of the hypnotize video? Sorry, I just want to go. But you said on the jet ski. <laughs> was she making fun of hypnotize? Was that what the one you were talking about was? The Mariah Ca- it was a Mariah Carey one. Oh my they- god. The Mariah yeah. Carey one? Yeah, that uh, was the uh, one. Honey? Yes, that was it. She was fucking cracking up about it. They thought it was her and my niece, who's 13, they just thought it was the dumbest thing they ever saw in their whole life. And I was so <laughs> irritated with it. Man, that is so fucked up. And I don't want to, like, I'm feeling bad about this already, but, like, I don't want to ruin what is, like, a cool moment with your family. But. That uh, that honey video, I can I remember cranking off to that music video. Yeah, I mean I was like that was like porno to me. I know. Like I mean I'm I'm a little bit younger, so I was like ten when that came out. So I'm on so I'm watching MTV and it's like when did they stop playing videos on MTV? Like it was because they did videos and they did Beavis and Butthead, and then I feel like that was like I feel like they turned the fucking channel off at that point. Like it was just like a empty like there was a beep and that was the end of the fucking channel. I don't know, but I sometimes somehow I found time to beat off to Mariah Carey like in the gold uh like spandex jumpsuit or whatever the fuck. 
In the morning before school. Oh. That was the only time I played videos <laughs> on there. <laughs> oh, man. Cosby. I was reading Bill Cosby today. I was reading the paper. So this is good. Oh, We're no. going to go into this. <laughs> this is already. Let's make it cut. We'll see good. what this is. He doesn't really like prison. And uh, oh. you know, everybody's so shocked when that story broke. Oh, yeah. Black rapist from Philly. What are the odds? Oh, wow. Well, he really went another way there. And yeah. two pussy liberals going, oh, uh, the guys with Miller Light cans. You're the fucking assholes. Yeah. Oh, oh. All right, now hang on a minute. So, so he goes, he goes. No, no, no. I mean, Miller Light. Okay, let's let's I talk. Mean, about I mean, that is what I want. That is what I want to fuck. Because <laughs> take him at his fucking take him at face value here, which is there are liberals in the audience that are not responding to his. Bill Cosby is a rapist because he was black material. Let's just ta- let's take that hypothetical at face value and say that's what's <laughs> happening right now, and not that he's bombing because everyone's like, "What the fuck?" It's not even a joke. Um, <laughs> the premise is, is that is that liberal like hippie like like basically soy boy cuck types are drinking Miller Light. What what's the association? I'm not sure. I get that one. Well, I can say that I remember from last week. That the first thing he said was like, "All oh, right, Miller Lite cans lined up. These working class people." <laughs> That's true. He called it a bowling alley, right? <laughs> yeah. So he was like excited about it at first. Now he's like, "This light beer, yeah, come with, on." Like, I mean, Nick DiPaolo's not coming out and saying you need to drink the fucking uh, the triple Bach from what is he, a big Belgian brew guy? Like, what the fuck? He's oh, I love Amagang. That's what he's fucking while well, he's. <laughs> Smoking and pretending not to understand e-cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> he that was does, racist. Huh? He does go a different way every time. Because when he said e-cigarettes, I thought for sure we were getting sucking a robot dick. Yeah, I thought that too. I thought he was going to be. Like, mm-hmm. You ever had one of these e-cigarettes in your mouth? And don't it look like a, you're a gay guy or something? <laughs> 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 it's like okay, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. He yeah, he does. He paints himself into the corner. By doing the premise of uh, e-cigarettes look weird. And then, yeah, so the one thing to do would be to do that punchline where it's really obvious and sucks. But he, he fucking squirms out of the pun- out of it by going, uh, you could cook vegetables with this stuff. Like, <laughs> that's not even, that's, you, you fucked up by putting, I didn't put you in that spot where you had to come up with the, vet. that was you, you did that, you know? Yeah, and it sounded like he was going to go Bill Cosby innocent type of stuff. Yeah. And then he went with just like textbook, he he basically his joke was like the signature line of a stormfront commenter or something. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's really bad. It's really bad to say that. But it did kill, so. Just have another beer and die, please. Fucking <laughs> Black race is from Philly. I never liked Cosby. He's a fucking pompous asshole. I didn't like when he was telling young black kids to pull up their pants. Meanwhile, the last 30 years, he's had his down to his ankles every fucking night. Shut your mouth, Billy. He did say racist instead of rapist there. I just want to throw in that there was another flub. He did. I don't know if it was a flub, but he did. You're right. He did do it. Um, (laughs) It definitely felt like a blacks are the real racist type of thing. But then he went back to the pants. So I don't, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's grabbing for vines. He keeps you guessing. That's Nikki for you. He keeps you guessing. (laughs) Would, Would Nick have been better off doing a smaller venue and two shows? If he can't say words right, I yes and yes, please Nick, please get two shows worth here, 
and I see you've done this in 4K, maybe bump it down to 2K, bump it down to 1080p, <laughs> and just get as many takes on this as you... Just take all the time you need to fucking say the words, honestly. But this guy, yeah. he blew out his, his budget on 4K, and then is like... He's picking up off somebody's MacBook speakers, I think, in the fucking audience or something, but... I know he's, I know he's guilty of rape. And I, I hate Bill Cosby. My Uncle Al loves Bill Cosby. So I took my Uncle Al to see Bill Cosby at Atlantic City like 12 years ago. This is how I know he's guilty of rape. We went backstage after the show to meet him. I shake his hand. Next thing I remember, I'm waking up in his hotel room. I'm on the floor wearing nothing but a Temple University t-shirt. I... I got pudding pop wrappers stuck to my ass and back. He's eating pudding pops. Yeah, also I remember, I remember that. Hair and his, I'm going to stick my <laughs> dick in his little guinea's asshole. He's doing a, a Bill Cosby impression. Yeah. Like, but Fat Albert, too. But Fat like Albert he, as well. Both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was like guys that worked with me at the cable company level joke. Yes. That joke that he just did is like like if i was parked in a mall parking lot filling out my paperwork and then another guy came to bullshit with me while i was doing it that's the joke he would have told me in this situation <laughs> what do you what do you do in that spot do you give it the you know working with people day in and day out and knowing that basically you can't change a person. It's as good as it's going to get at that point. So do you give him the laugh on that, or do you just kind of go like, nah, I got my papers? What do, you, what do you do in that spot? I mean, I had a few different occasions where, like, there were two guys I remember that I worked with, both on the supervisor level at that job that pulled me aside and told me racist jokes. Yeah. And I would really, like, being the host of Street Fight Radio and being Murder Brian, I'd really like to be like, I punched him in the face, but I went, oh, yeah, hey, good one. Right. You know, like, I gave them uh, a courtesy laugh as to not what I thought be rude. And then walked yeah. away like, oh, geez, that was a little much there. Yeah. They, I mean, there's a, there's a, so there's like a, people say, you know, like you should speak up when uh, some shit like that happens, but it's just uncomfortable, you know? And I, I told this story a, a couple of days ago about this guy at my work who said something was like gay or whatever. And then he, he followed it up immediately with, oh, I guess I can't say that <laughs> and kind of like laughed. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess not. You know, I don't know. What do you, what do you want me to do? Here? What the fuck do you want from me? <laughs> You should have said. You should have said. Oh yeah, you definitely can say it. I think maybe that's the side <laughs> you should be. It. <laughs> say it. I get. Yeah, I I get kind of. I have a free pass now, weirdly, because now I make my living doing the thing. Yeah, and people are like, oh well, they don't really want to tell me those jokes, but I still have like a father-in-law who will say shit to me every time and then when he's done he's like oh you can't say that anymore can you and i'm like hey, you can say whatever the fuck you want man like, yeah I, i'm not gonna i i i i think it's like they're so weird because they think that it's like against the law to say that shit and <laughs> they would love it if it was actually just against the law to tell them that the thing they said was racist or yeah. homophobic you know that's what they're really pushing for that's why i mean nick DePaulo's just mad because fucking people are going to comment like it's not like he's going to get arrested or anything like that he's going to be okay i think i mean well i I mean i don't know i'm not sure if he is or not (laughs) i was raped by bill cosby true story (laughs) Uh, 
He's a fucking rapist. I, look, I don't condone what he did, oh, but good. I understand it. Ladies, <laughs> let me explain before you jump down my throat, okay? Jesus. You women get a little long-winded at three in the morning when we're trying to fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Jesus Christ. I just spent 40 bucks on your red lobster. It's four in the morning. I finally got you on my couch. I have to hear about your cousin's wedding in Aruba next March. Fuck that shit. Isn't he married? Yeah. Look over there. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. <laughs> you better fuck me. I'll call Uber. Somebody's going to get laid. It might be you. It might be me. I don't give a shit. Oh, he thinks Uber's gay, right? Is that good, well, he, something like that? He was talking uh, earlier uh, in the first part about how Uber, uh, there was some sexual assaults and stuff. and So now he's drawn the line between assault and, and Uber. If you want someone to be Cosby. sexually assaulted, you call Uber. So that's a callback he's doing. Okay. You couldn't be more on top of things than making jokes anti-Uber. Like yeah. kind of everybody's <laughs> doing like Lyft and Uber and shit all the time. Like at the end of a fucking live show, there's 200 Lyfts pulling up when it's <laughs> right. over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like 45 in this guy's case. But yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a very good Cosby impression I did earlier. All my black comedian friends do a great Bill Cosby. They have him raping everybody in their act. They have a new 10 jokes every week. Oh. I do a great Popeye impression. If Popeye goes on a raping spree, I'll have a new half Suck me dick. It's consensual. Tongue me nuts. Put away that rape whistle. Wow. The, the combination uh, Popeye impression slash I have black friends joke really <laughs> works out great. He also said whistle. He said so. whistle. <laughs> what the fuck? God damn it. Fucking Popeye, by the way. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't condone what he did, but uh, he's a serial rapist, Bill Cosby. When you hear serial and crime, you think white guy off the bat. All, n- 99% serial killers are white guys, right? You- yes, the answer will be yes, fuck faces. Look, I'm as biased as anybody. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> that was the most... He left that in? Yeah. Like, you don't even have to leave that in. Now, to the to the listener, to the listener, it's been two hours plus or, or close to two hours of this special. So it seems like at this point, DePaolo is like, he's really in, he's deep into his shit. You got to remember, this is 12 minutes and 30 seconds into his fucking act. And the audience is like, no, <laughs> like some people aren't even back from the bathroom yet. And he, and they're like, no dude, that's not right. <laughs> It's it's so great to hear somebody try to do a setup to a joke. Y'all agree? You know what I'm talking about? And this guy's like, nah, no, it's wrong. That's not right. Actually. What a weird premise for a joke. <laughs> Boy, this is a real right-wing town. No, that's not true. I don't give a shit what your stats are. There's a lot of black fucking child rapists. <laughs> The serial killers are mostly fucking white. Remember Patrice O'Neill, my fat black friend, the fucking great lady? Did he... <laughs> did he... Was that a plot? Did he say my fat black friend? Or did he... I don't know what he said. I, I think that's what he was saying. Like, Patrice is a dude that's, like, actually 
I liked. Yes. Like, I thought he was a good comedian. So, like, but he's now just, like, Nick DiPaolo's, like, oh, you know, I I used to hang out with Patrice O'Neal. Yeah. Just yeah. So I can do these jokes now. Oh, my God. That's pretty bad. <laughs> okay, he hated white people. Relax with your applause, all right? Now, listen. But we always argued about that. He always said, white boys are the serial killers of white boys. I'd be watching the news. It'd be a story about a serial killer. My phone would ring. I'd pick it up, and all I'd hear is, white boy, click. It's fucking Pat- Patrice. And I thought about it, and he's right. You know, most serial killers are white, but you know why? To be a serial killer takes a lot of effort. It's like a full-time job. It's true. You gotta follow the kid around his elementary school for six months and you have to go online for like 12 hours, find out what kind of chemicals dissolve bones in a tub in 10 minutes. And... It's not like black crime, you know? You fucking, you step on somebody's foot in the champagne room at a titty bar, so you shoot them on the dance floor 30 seconds later. But... Gee, I wonder if the detectives can figure this one out. This is a real puzzle. It's... Black crime is just quick and fucking simple. You know that show, The First 48? They have a new one, The First 48 Seconds. It's just black crimes. I don't think they really have a new show. Like, I, I, I'm not... <laughs> and I, don't, I cut the cord, so I don't... I mean, to me, it might as well not even exist. Nick's still afraid to cut the cord, I, I, I believe. <laughs> Older guy. Yeah. Hoping he gets that comedy. He's like, I want to be up on what's on Comedy Central, maybe... You know, they'll call me someday and put this special on there. This is like really hate speech. This whole special is just like, yeah. I hate to be a guy that's like, this is hate speech, but it's like so not comedy. It is really just, it's just a guy yelling the most racist things he can think to say. Yeah, I thought this, I thought the cigarette bit would be enough to get him back into like day in the life of 56 year old guy or whatever. And he could go back to being like, you know, traffic pisses me off, or like uh, I go to the doctor. He says I've got this. I like eating red meat. Like you need. You need and to next thing I know, your... he's sticking his fucking fingers up my fucking ass. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that's you good. Know, and actually, like that. that's good. What you just said, because you expect it to not to. And he goes right in your asshole. Yeah, it's like what is this? You know, I pay you extra. You know, leaving yeah. your insurance card on the nightstand. All, you can do all these good bits. You can do all that stuff with that. But he really he wants he falls back into this hole where he's like, uh, blacks aren't good at crime, Black guys. but not in the way you think. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what the fuck, man? That's like he's he's working hard. He's developing new kinds of racism. It's really amazing. Wow, the balcony's packed too. Holy shit! Nice going, Gaho. Uh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I noticed he wasn't lumped in in the hashtag me too thing, Cosby. Apparently he was above that. Uh, he was actually pissed about it. You know? His yeah, nobody was mad him. about Bill Cosby at all. Like nobody, uh, nobody said anything about it at all. Flew it wasn't the like, radar, yeah. yeah, just really flew. There weren't like fucking magazine covers about it. This, this is what I was trying to get at the last time we did this. I was trying to get at this and I don't know if it came out the right way. But my point was, like, there has to be... You can say whatever you want. It's a comedian. The setups aren't important. Make the fucking joke. We're here for the punchline, right? But, like, if you're going to offer up a premise like that, it, it's got to... It, you've got to ring a little bit true in order to get where you're trying to go. Like, 
I mean, like the the 99% of, of serial killers are white people thing, and the guy in front's like, no. Like, I, why didn't anyone say no to this thing? Like, Bill Cosby wasn't really a Me Too thing, huh? And no one was like, well, I think it was like one of the bigger ones, actually. I think it was the well, like the first one. Yeah. It was the one that sort of started to get the ball rolling on some of these things. He's just, this fits races. He's just like, oh, you know, here's another racism thing that I can do. Like, it seems like the whole thing point of this show was like i can say racist stuff check me out yeah this would make more sense as a compilation of stuff that he was not allowed to say in an actual special as <laughs> and, and maybe that's his hook i i guess that's his hook. it's too is this is too honest for netflix and when i heard that i thought it was like i thought he was maybe like gilding the lily a little bit you know i thought he was really talking it up in a way that it it didn't necessarily deserve but he is right. No no one would ever put this on anywhere. I mean, that's true. That would never, ever happen. This is, like, straight up, like, this is, like, Stormfront stuff. This, Like, I'm surprised it's not hosted at a place like that. Or, or a, It is. It's I, on I YouTube. Don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that is actually. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder oh, what suggestions you're getting now by the way, oh. like because you watch this video. Yeah, well, so, so we're going through this third-party thing, so I'm hoping that it's, like, it's somehow mitigating, like, what, what it's in, what it's going to show me. But if you look on the side, if you look on the sidebar for this, um, you've got Hot Ones, which I think is maybe apolitical. I don't really know a lot about Hot Ones, except for, as I've said in the past, and I'll do respect to the guy who came up with the idea to eat hot sauce and do an interview. I have said in the past, I'm not sure that he's, like, uh, the best interviewer for... Yeah, I don't think I don't I don't like that guy. He's just like uh he's not good at uh what do you call it uh, talking or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yes, I think that's right. I I like the hot sauce angle. I like the um I like the people they have on there and I like watching them go like, "Oh, damn. This they really the heat really builds or whatever." Like I like watching all that shit. But the guy is like, uh, yeah, tell me about your movie or whatever. I don't know. I don't think he's that good. Whatever. But Hot Ones is is a suggestion on here. Um, uh, Bill Burr is on here too. Now you probably heard a lot of Bill Burr on uh, on those the Shock Jock stuff growing up, right? Yeah, I mean, I was a fan of Bill Burr. I I don't think he see the thing. There's a difference between what this guy does. I I think Bill Burr like comes from a place where he's like you know i'm wrong about a lot of this shit and i'm kind of saying this and like try i'm trying to be better you know like because yeah. he'll he'll like have his girlfriend on his pod i haven't listened to his podcast for a long time but brett is like obsessive about it listens to it every week and it's like he says stuff that's probably wrong mm. but he also tries to be better this guy i mean i think there's this whole group of people who are just they're that it's like the last gasp of this thing where they're where they're kind of being pushed out but they're going to have you know 50,000 dudes on like Long Island or something that are always into this shit forever you know yeah well i mean look at the comments here on this page from rod munch rod munch says <laughs> not gay enough for netflix says rod munch so i mean as long as you've got that stuff on here i mean don't get me wrong. I love you know our listeners are named Poo Poo Pee Pee and stuff. So I get. I mean that's it's sort of in a similar vein, but uh, a lot. Yeah, everything on here is is so is so it's right up their their fucking alley. Here's 
Hoff Solo. Hoff Solo says, Netflix didn't want this special because he wasn't pregnant while he filmed it. Which, I I think Netflix has, like, one special from a pregnant woman, which I guess is, like, really upsetting to these guys, so... <laughs> I had to do, I, I was reading Bubba the Love Sponge, his uh, Wikipedia today, oh. and uh, I read this I, I read this thing, and, and I'll read it to you real quick. His radio show crew included Mike Cowhead Calta, Mike Manson Waters, Whitey Pippen, Scotty the Body, and Anita Wad. Oh, wow. <laughs> So, hey, <laughs> hey, my name's uh, Scott. Everybody calls me Scotty the Body. I don't. I mean, it's just something that people call me. So you can call me Scotty or Scotty the Body if you prefer. That's cool <laughs> that there there was there was a Pippin and there was a Scotty, but they they didn't manage to <laughs> they couldn't complete that circuit somehow and went with Whitey Pippin, which is not quite it's not, not exactly right. But that's good though. Yeah, it was just like when I'm reading about this guy, he like because the thing, the thing that sucks the most about these guys is the the parody songs that I'm I'm listening I'm listening to like parody song playlists, oh, and man. there's never I don't think there's ever been a good one ever, and they're all racist. Every single parody song that's ever been made by one of these guys is racist. Hey Brian, you're from you're from Ohio, and uh, you, you you I'm sure you've listened to ninety eight nine the Bear, you know. And when they would have uh, Bob and Tom on in the morning or whatever, and you said something about parody. So you remember the Yeah Toast song or whatever? I would love that <laughs> shit. When I was like a 12-year-old kid, I was like uh, losing my mind because I thought it was so funny. I was thinking today about one in town. They did a uh, – the local morning zoo did a parody song of Love Shack – and they called it butt crack. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. After they played it, they claimed that there were protesters outside of the studio and people were calling on the phone offended. So they were like, we're only going to play this one more time tomorrow morning at 720. And I fucking recorded that thing as soon as like that last time they played it. And I probably listened to it a hundred fucking times. I don't, so I, I don't now I, I haven't heard butt crack. Um, so I hope, I hope it doesn't go off into like a problematic territory, but I have to admit, I think it's a fantastic bit to play a really stupid song and then act like your life is in jeopardy over it and then do it one more time <laughs> after that. That's, that's a great fucking bit and I'm proud of them for doing it. Unless again, like I said, the song, uh, says something awful, like, Muhammad Atta was good, or I, I don't know. I'm not sure what it because I didn't. I don't, look, I'm not a parody song guy. I don't know what they're gonna do. You know, it was mostly about like plumbers. Like okay. most of the song was like, "My hands are riding up my butt crack," and you're like, oh, "All right, buddy, <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty fucking edgy, dude." <laughs> okay, I'm gonna listen to that when we're done. <laughs> He didn't do anything wrong. Bill's next door. He's got like pubes in his teeth. I didn't do shit, man. <laughs> Fucking hashtag me too. What a crock of shit. Okay, let's. Uh-oh. I was I was with that movement for a few Here minutes. Then you oh. took it way too far, like most you lesbians do. You- Nikki, you can't say that. <laughs> Nick, you oh, can't. Oh, what? Did I offend somebody or something? Oh. What did I do here? Jesus Christ. Okay, so. He's no now he's put himself in a corner here with as far the way to get out of this, okay? Is he gonna go with the hack premise or is he gonna go with some insane out of left field thing 
like the like the cooking vegetables with e-cig bit. What 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 is he going to do? What's your feeling on where the me too is a crock of shit bit? Where do you think he's going with this? I I don't think it's going to be a joke. I I honestly think this ends with him just saying something about feminists and yeah. then stopping and then the crowd cheers. It's like a one of those applause things instead of laughs, okay. which it seems like he's going for quite a bit on this show. Yeah, he just wants to get his opinions out. Maybe that's right. Maybe he'll say, like, lesbians love Miller Lite, and then we can move on, and he can fucking say the next thing. Uh, let's see where he goes. You go fucking crazy. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> Too you know what I learned from hashtag me too from the whole thing? Guys are just horny than do. women. That's all I learned from that whole thing. <laughs> I asked my wife, is that who's horny, men or women? My wife goes, that's about even. And then I proceeded to tell her this story, and she hasn't brought the subject up in about two years. And, uh, hey, guys are just horny. When I was 14 years old, going through puberty, I used to fuck my bed pillow until I came at least three times a week. <laughs> By the time Friday rolled around, it was like sleeping on a microwave oven. I couldn't tell. Uh... Are there any statute of limitations on these um, hashtag me too? Guys are being sued for rape 25 years later. I'm in a case right now. A woman saw me. The case is 51 years old. She said I kept touching her tits, and I'm like, yeah, it's called breastfeeding, Mom. Get off the fucking... Let it go. Okay, so it was his hack Flipped joke. on you, you know? <laughs> I was wrong this it time. Was, it was hack joke is what he did. <laughs> Why did he... What was the line about, like, it was, like, randomly in there where he said... Tell her a story. He said, you lesbians go crazy. And I was like, what, what does that oh, mean? Yeah. <laughs> where, where are we coming from? What he's, what he's saying there is, is that women um, who, who don't want to be assaulted, they become feminists, they become feminazis, which makes them hate men, and that's they become lesbians after that. It's very clear. I mean, it's Brian. Oh, I mean, very read, funny. Read a book. And it is funny, of course, as well. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, weird, weird part there where he says my wife said that men and women were equally ho- equally horny until i told her this story and then he moves on and i don't know what he told her the story that he fucks a pillow and then you're like oh she oh. was like oh shit well i didn't masturbate ever a single time in my life so i get it and buddy. i definitely didn't turn my pillow into a what was it you said microwave oven what <laughs> yeah because it was so hard because of the cum because microwaves that? famously hard Yes, I think so. So the 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 original the first part of this was he he he's he's doing the thing where he um, states his belief, where he says, uh, "I asked I asked my I asked my fucking wife who's who's fucking horny, you know, men or fucking women," and she said, "Oh, it's about the same." So that's what he like believes. He put that out there first, you know, and yeah. then he goes into the abstract kind of. Uh, I don't mean to break the joke down for you. I'm a bit of a comedian, but. Well, you, <laughs> how it works. You belong right there at that fucking table. What was at the yeah. place? Give me a spot next to fucking Nikki, uh, next to fucking uh, Lou, next to uh, Ralphie. I don't know any of the guys who okay, would be well, there. He's passed. Yeah, come on. <laughs> he's passed on. <laughs> Jesus. Have some respect. Oh, God. <laughs> But like Harvey Weinstein is a piece of shit. He should be in jail. He's a fucking legitimate rapist, in my opinion. Okay? But don't lump him in with my buddy Louie, who likes to whip his prick out next to the punch ball every few fucking weeks. I mean, come on, we've all done that, right, fellas? 
Sometimes you're out no. with a girl on a date, she's not picking up the vibe how much you like her. You have to give her a hint, you know? Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? You think, you think, you think Louis C.K. was maybe like, uh, hey man, I got a whole thing going on. Could you? I mean, yeah, look, you know, I appreciate it, but uh, <clears throat> I know it's the thought that counts on this kind of stuff. But maybe if you, maybe you don't put it on your special. I like to jerk off in front of people. Maybe. <laughs> but he's maybe. Not, maybe he's maybe not I'm fucking now- like uh, shying away from it though. He's out there doing dates still, you know. So yeah, but I don't not think sh- it's not his material where he's like, I love jacking off. Like I don't think he's like saying it, you know. <laughs> he's also doing his dates secretly now too yeah. it's like a, a big old secret i i was just listening to something where the guy was like uh yeah i'm performing with louie uh i can't you know we can't really talk about where we're going because of the times right now but wow. uh you'll find out soon and i was like oh great you have a great career you have there sir that's good he's gonna be, he's gonna be here this week actually he's gonna be at zany's are you going um i am headline <laughs> he, he's opening up for me yeah <laughs> Just, I'm gonna go and stand outside of the club with a sign that says "Solidarity." <laughs> Nick Napolo's <laughs> friend Louis. <laughs> One of those girls said she has post-traumatic stress syndrome from seeing Louis' dick. Oh, really? That's the equivalent. Seeing a guy's cock is the equivalent of watching your buddy being blown up in fucking Iraq with an IED. You whore! Really? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Jesus. Louis was my old roommate. I lived with him for a year and a half back in the 90s. I saw his dick maybe 12 times. I'd say four times consensually, to be honest with you. But, you know. Gay stuff. Yeah. You know. Everybody loves that. It's still very funny. It is funny to imagine. Yeah. Yeah. But these broads get on their fucking hype. I see Whoopi Goldberg talking about hashtag me too. What the fuck does she know about sexual harassment? <laughs> At what zoo? Uh, the fuck wants a sexy hass, a fucking uh, beanbag chair? With- <laughs> oh. Sexy hass. Oh. Sexy hass. Oh no, dude. I mean, truly some of the most vile stuff he said the whole time and cannot get through it. He <laughs> cannot get through it without biting his tongue. You you hear about the guy on who was like a YouTube alt right guy, Sargon of Arcod or something like some fucking dork. Yeah. Uh, he's like, uh, he told a, a fucking, uh, person over in, uh, England, you know, with all the Brexit stuff, they said, uh, you know, I wouldn't even, <laughs> I wouldn't even rape you. He said that to like, oh, a politician woman. Yeah. And like, that's what the, that's what this guy is saying. He's like, uh, she's so ugly that I wouldn't even like, uh, or nobody would sexually assault her. That's a really good, uh, line of thinking. Just a, I mean, real contribution to the world this, this guy's making. <laughs> And you can hear the audience sort of dissociating from what's happening in front of them. And I don't, I mean, I, I can only hazard a guess because it's now at this point, it's taken two weeks to get, to get through not very much material here. I don't, what could they possibly be like an hour into this? I, I can't even imagine how many, how many people must just be like, Jesus, I knew he was like, I mean, I knew what I, I bought tickets for Nick DePaulo. Okay. Hey, I'm here. You know, I like to have a good time. Hey, I don't get my feelings hurt. 
He's just like he's calling like assault victims whores and stuff, and he says Whoop, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg is belongs in a zoo and stuff. Like you, you can't. There can't be this. Maybe I'm wrong. There can't be this many people who are like, hey, a night on the town. I'm, uh, we, hey, honey, let's you know, skip the movie. You know, we'll go see, we'll go see Nick DiPaolo just like, just fucking flip through the pages of 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 oh, 4chan and stuff. Fucking more! It's it's more people think like this than you than you think, man. You get out there in the in the real world, and like people just uh, they still think this way. It's, it's so funny. Like the fucking guy you see at the gas station, you know, with the fucking uh, sticker on his car that's like, uh, "I don't call nine one one with a fucking bullet or, uh, or gun or something." It's like fucking just psychos out there just walking around, and they're free to do it. Right, I was I was like at the uh at that dying mall with my kid the other day and a group of people walked by us and they were just like loudly saying like really dumb shit and they were wearing shirts that said uh this is not a safe space. And but yeah. but then a marine walked by and they all stopped and they were just like sir, thank you for your oh. service. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like a very weird like uh they they have like respect for all authority, mm-hmm. but they also think that what they do is the most edgy, dangerous thing that you could possibly. Because I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm kind of an edge lord in a way where, where like I do get something out of saying like we oh I like to burn the American flag mm-hmm. like on the podcast and stuff. Yeah, but I don't feel like that's as offensive. I don't feel like. I'm attacking somebody that's defense defenseless. And I, I get like a little thrill, I guess, out of saying it. These guys are like, they're really just, they're attacking like specific people. He called the woman that Louie jerked off in front of a whore. Yeah. And it's like, well, she's a comedian that was trying to hang out with a guy yeah. that is a lot more famous than her because one of the reasons, one of the ways that you become successful in in that world is to know people that are more successful than you are so that they can help you out and he's just like what a whore yeah oh so funny what happened yeah that's cool yeah just cool guy really (laughs) well and and he knows the principle you're talking about of trying to get with more famous people to boost your own profile if you Take a look at any of his replies whenever he posts this on Twitter. He's tagged in uh, every, like, he's called in every fucking favor from all the comedians that uh, that he's ever worked with or middled for or whatever the fuck, and hoping they'll retweet him. I'm kind of curious if any of them have. I haven't looked. I know that at one point he was, a, he was an associated act of Jim Gaffigan's, uh, which I really, really wonder if Gaffigan appreciates being tagged. <laughs> In the fucking I mean, Jim Gaffigan, the guy who writes his jokes about minivans with his wife. <laughs> I wonder if he's like really enthusiastic about being asked to to let this guy hook his wagon to him and shit. Like, <laughs> has anyone given this guy a boost? I wonder, or is it he just is he floundering? That's I, I don't know. I mean, a lot. I think I saw one retweet that he had gotten where it really the caption above it gave me like. The energy I got from it was fine. I'll fucking retweet it. Because, like, people (laughs) send me a lot of things for, like, political stuff. And I'll just hit the retweet button and and do it. And then I've had people come back after I do that and be like, hey, man, uh, could you, like, post something, like, 
could you retweet it but with a comment so that people are more likely to look at it and i'm oh. like jesus fucking christ man and that's like <laughs> that's what i felt like when he was posting that like there were so many comedians that are like maybe i'll just not tweet today so that he thinks i wasn't online and i didn't get the notification that's <laughs> slick if if gaffigan's doing that that's really that's slick i'm looking he's on the lamp <laughs> I mean, you open it up you open it up you hit the notifications button you see that and you're like i i would like to still have a tv show so i don't think i'm gonna do this right now yeah i'm looking through i'm looking through the uh reply i guess i guess a famous comedian wouldn't reply to him saying that you know what thanks nick uh that kicked a lot of ass but um i am seeing some replies there are a few people um, there are a few people saying, oh man, this is so good. Why doesn't Netflix have this? Um, and then of course there are a few people who probably share, you know, a lot of their points of view with us saying, wow, this really sucks. You're old, you're scared of the world. It's pathetic. You know, um, somebody says here that bit mocking a dead girl is epically hilarious. I don't think we've heard that one yet. Have we heard that one yet? Uh-uh. Okay. I don't think so. No. So more to come. That's kind of. <laughs> Sort of to wet your whistle there, um, but uh, but I've I've heard just about all. I feel like a judge. I've heard all I'm willing to hear on this uh, on this topic uh, for the evening. That is, um, that was really rough. I would say this was uh, worse. I, I think this was worse than last week. What do you guys think? I mean, the middle part is as somebody that does an hour and fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you get to the middle of it and you're real sweaty and you feel like it's never going to end, that can be a hard moment to be on stage. But you don't want to like let off the gas as much as he's decided to let off the gas like 17 minutes into his special. Because there, there hasn't been a lot of jokes, I don't think. There haven't been a lot of jokes. I think you count on one hand the number of punchlines that he's delivered at this point. Um, and there have been a lot of like, uh, boy, he has really taken a lot of time to sort of soak it in. He's doing a lot of like pacing on. <laughs> well, uh. I'm just trying to picture the poor like woman who like met who is like her boyfriend's really into this shit. Probably, you know, listens to the Anthony Cumia show and stuff like that. But she's like kind of just puts up with it is like, ah, that's fine made her come to this thing and like what does she think sitting in that audience because there is nothing funny about this (laughs) and it it, it's really sad it does it sounds it you could play this and say yeah this was the uh minutes from the from a clan meeting yeah and people would also believe that people would say wow this was kind of a this is not as funny as the normal clan meeting that i'm used to hearing (laughs) There weren't as many jokes in this one. <laughs> um, well, that sucked. Uh, Mike, did you want to say anything about it? Did you have any final thoughts on this? Maybe the Bill Cosby thing? Did that did that tick anything in your mind you wanted to say about it? something? You always have something on pulling up the pants. I don't know if you had something on that. Um, uh, no. Okay. So, uh, Mike, the seal of approval from Mike, of course, you see Mike over there, classic liberal. He's got his Miller Lights in front of him. You know, I mean, you know, I don't have to, if, if I say liberal and Miller Lights, do I even have to say anything else? Or do you just picture in your head the exact kind of, well, you know, and he's probably a lesbian too, or whatever the fuck. So yeah, I got my little pussy hat on. <laughs> 
Um, Chug, chugging a Miller Lite in your yeah. pussy hat like they do. <laughs> the very standard, the very go-to stereotype of the person that, of course, we're all so annoyed with, you know. How great would it be, though, if if you're a stand-up and you're on stage and you're in front of, like, 60 people and you say something and all you have to do, if if the joke fucking eats it, all you have to do is, like, oh, a bunch of fucking liberals in here. So good. Perfect. What's so goddamn funny about this shit is, like, uh, I mean, the jokes, of course. Right. The material and uh, everything like that, but... Also, it's just uh, it's very lazy to rely on these tropes of like, uh, you know, black people do crimes and like uh, all this shit. It's just very lazy. You got you to think of something else. It's, it's it's not that hard, I guess, to, you know, come up with a coherent joke that isn't like uh, uh, lesbians are ugly, huh? Or something like that. Like just fucking like uh, spend five or ten minutes and write something else. I don't know. It, it, it reminds me of airport jokes and shit like that it's it's like a, a thing like they would call any other subject hacky yeah but they know this one pisses people off so for some reason like doing the same black people do crime joke isn't a hack joke but everything like uh, airplane jokes are or, uh i don't know the other kind it's, of jokes it's, right it's, now. <laughs> it's, it's 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 only funny you know it's only it only gets a pass because uh, these fucking guys like laugh at it, like the fucking you know the pickup truck guys or whatever the fuck you know, like the only it only because they laugh at it, and that's the only reason why it like works. If nobody like laughed at it, if nobody was fucking like stupid, but I feel uh, like they do it more like a political statement than anything. I don't really I feel so. like any anybody's sitting down and laughing at this. They're probably like like quietly embarrassed that they're watching it like in front of somebody and they just are like oh i gotta watch it okay Uh, this guy's telling the truth over here that's what it is there's there's something about you're you're totally right to point out that this is hack material but the fact that it's transgressive the fact that it's designed to get under people's skin is what makes it truth-telling and not hacky you know warmed over just just rusty like garbage observational comedy there's there's something about that aspect that and i think it's what mike is saying as well is these people who are laughing at it i think feel obligated to laugh at it because they know that we're not laughing at it i think that's what it is they're like we have to do this or it fucking goes away like we if we don't show up and laugh at the rape jokes then there's no one left and then you know nick DePaulo will fuck i i don't know be a train conductor what are some other jobs i don't know enough about jobs <laughs> i'm in the wrong i don't know enough about them but he could do hvac i'm sure he's he's good he can he can do that yeah he's well, a second life. career yeah yeah i need to know how to i need to actually if you have any tips on how the hvac stuff how to get <laughs> into that if you would Send it over to me. I could use it. Um, Brian, thanks for spending uh, your uh, your evening with us and subjecting yourself to some really bad comedy. Yeah, Nick DiPaolo as well. Um, <laughs> I hope that it. I hope it wasn't too. I hope it wasn't too too bad. And and uh, maybe it's a maybe it's a slight respite from your big shock jock freak show jam out you've been doing. Yeah, I, I, it was fun. I like I said, this is right in where I'm at with everything I'm listening to right yeah. now. So it just, it was really easy to plug right into this from right. Bubba, the love sponge, uh, making an old guy talk to an evil Knievel soundboard. So, <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> wow. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. Of course, uh, listen to Brian on Street Fight Radio. Um, he does uh, a call-in show that I like to watch on Twitch. It's on Twitch and YouTube simultaneously, right? It's uh, Yeah, I think it's every... Uh, the only place we can't get it to work, I think, is Instagram. I think it goes fucking everywhere. Oh, wow. Actually. Okay. So yeah, I, Restream, yeah. I think it's called. Amazing. It's some app. I don't do anything anymore. Now that we actually make a little bit of money, we hired somebody to do all the tech stuff. Oh, so shit. I have no idea how anything works anymore. But I'm it does 100% work. content. Yes, it does. It does. Well, Brian, the content man, give him a follow on Twitter as well. Murder Brian. Brian, thanks a lot, but it was good to talk to you, man. I could talk to you all fucking day about this shit. Thank you. Yeah, I could too. It was fun as hell. This is one of my favorite shows. Thanks, man. We love Street Fight. Goodbye, everybody.